Hello and welcome to The Strad Podcast. I'm Davina Shum, I'm a cellist and I'm the online editor at The Strad. When you hear the word eclectic, what do you think of? Random, perhaps? Eclectic does not mean random, as illustrated by the guests of this episode from the Dudok Quartet. Violinist Marlene Vesta and cellist David Faber told me about the quartet's new album, What Remains, an eclectic mix of repertoire spanning a thousand years. What brings together music from the medieval era to the modern day? Marlene and David speak about how different voices coming together in the form of repertoire, instruments and quartet personnel are the grounds for collaboration and linking tradition with progression. Here are Marlene and David. Marlene and David from the Dudok Quartet, uh, thanks for joining me today on the Strad Podcast and we're here today to talk about your new album called What Remains. My first question for you guys is, what's the reason behind the title? So I know that you've chosen eclectic repertoire spanning almost a thousand years and then the title, What Remains. So I'm sure there is a story behind the title. The title first came uh, to us through a new piece written by Dutch composer Joey Valkens. It was written for us in 2019. We played the premiere in 2020, just before the pandemic hit. This string quartet was called String Quartet Number no. 4, subtitled What Remains. Actually, it, the title was just delivered to us through the composer. Um, and he told us during the process of working with him that he had actually himself had two ways of finding his route towards this title. The first of which is obviously poetic. When you see the classical music tradition, you can imagine there's so much of it. If you look at 1000 years of notated European music, what's left of it and relevant for us nowadays? And, and how much does new music reflect or resonate with this tradition? So that's a poetic impulse for him to always start working on something new. He's always, he's always strongly connected to tradition, but not necessarily only to something from very far, but also traditions which are alive now. So he's always trying to make an eclectic mix of trance and old music and minimal music. He's one of the most eclectic composers I know without copying others. So that's the, the yeah. poetic part. And then he was just trying to, during the compositional process, he first wrote a very thick and full score. And then he started scraping away as much material as he could uh, in a way that mostly just textures uh, were left behind. So, or more or less remained. So it's literally scraping something back till you get the remains yeah. of something bigger. So you mentioned the word eclectic before, and it's easy to see eclectic as random, but of course eclectic is not the same as random. And as mentioned previously, you've got repertoire spanning over a thousand years. I'd like to know a little bit more about what brings this repertoire together. Why did you choose this repertoire? What's the, the sort of theme that brings it together? Well, what's interesting that both Steve Reich and Joey Rakens got a lot of inspiration from these medieval composers. Uh, that's uh, a strong link between these composers and that's a reason for us to put some of this music on the desk. It's always interesting and important to see the music that 
uh, has not been carried over by the mainstream tradition, but uh, of which shares the DNA because we it's all let's say human music with all the pieces we know very well. So, for instance, "Different Trains" by Steve Reich, which is on the album, is a contemporary classic. Many many people, uh, at least lovers of minimal music, will have heard of it or will have heard the piece. Yeah. But we try to see that also Steve Reich, even though he was uh, is an iconic uh, pioneer, he is also still gathering stuff from throughout human history at, and putting these techniques and these tastes and styles and ideas together into something new. He's, so he's creating, but he's also emulating. And I think this is important to see when you're operating on such a, a scale musically when you're in a string quartet which is of very fixed tradition which is very has, is in very high regard with many people you always have to see that it's not just something up there but it's also something from all of uh, humankind so that's why we also try to put as much mirrors around us as possible and try to see where this music refers to it's a culmination of years and years of tradition, mm-hmm. isn't it? I would say that new music mm-hmm. is steered by everything that has gone before in order to evolve and create something new. So speaking of you know tradition, you spoke about fixed form and everything. I'm quite interested in the instruments that you guys played. And I find it quite fascinating hearing about how musicians are playing new music on instruments which are very, very old. Obviously, old instruments were new at one point, but the music that they played back in the day is very, very different from the music that is played now. Tell us about the instruments that you play. Yeah, it's a lovely violin by uh, Vincenzo Panormo, on loan to us from the Dutch Music Instruments Foundation. All four of us have instruments from, from this foundation. They had, Last year they had a really nice uh, calendar on the, uh, with the Strat. And this instrument, yeah, it's amazing to imagine that it's been there for so many years already. And I I don't know what it's experienced. (laughs) The maker is very interesting. Uh, He's from Italy, but he ended up in London. uh, Very poor, actually. And uh, then in his uh, last years, he made this violin. And um, you feel it's the instrument of an experienced maker. So, and somebody who doesn't care too much anymore about having every uh, angle precise, but just crafting a nice instrument with the wood he has. And fairly late in his life, presumably. And I imagine it's quite nice to know that you're carrying on his, his legacy through playing all these new works in that way. David, tell me about the cello that you play. Well, the instrument I play is actually the youngest from our set. It's from 1850 and it was made by uh, Jean-Baptiste Villon, whose cellos are nowadays, I think, very popular among soloists um, because they have a very strong projection, uh, lots of force in the sound. Uh, but this instrument actually it was in the hands of a few soloists before I got it from the foundation, but most of them returned it because they thought it was not strong enough. <laughs> <laughs> Something of which my colleagues uh, beg to differ. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Because it's still I, it's still a very characterful instrument and it's actually very versatile. It has, uh, at least for me, I can recognize very much uh, of my own voice when I play it. So before I got this instrument, around six, seven years ago, 
I played on another instrument from this foundation, which was, I think, equally beautiful, but it, there was no match with me. And I think when you're a living artist, so to say, I mean, the luthiers who built them are already all dead. When you're a living artist, you have to find something within you which resonates with the instrument. So that's why this, the set also is very eclectic, the set of instruments we play, because they're from four different countries, all 60 years, built 60 years in between. It's a reflection of the repertoire that you're wanting to play as yeah. well. I mean, we keep, we keep saying that word yeah. eclectic, but eclectic in the choice of instruments that you have, but also in the choice of repertoire. That's what brings it together is, is the differences. I experienced the same thing that this instrument resonates with my personality also. And mm -hmm. I think we all four have that. And it's also enhancing what we've searched for as a string quartet to have our individual voices uh, coming out. Of course, you have to merge also uh, and make one sound, but we are explicitly searching for this individ individuality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can build something which can be very uh, unison or uniform by ways of being very much ourselves. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I think ending up with something eclectic, uh, both in the set of instruments, but also in the repertoire for the album, um, uh, we always start by uh, intuitively searching within ourselves, which resonates with us, which music and uh, which style of playing. And then we can talk with each other and, and have conflicts, of course, <laughs> as a string quartet should. Discussions, yes. <laughs> Discussions, yeah. <laughs> About how to, how to tackle all the things we run into. It's a good metaphor for life as well. It's worthwhile to bring your individuality to the table in order to create something really magical together. And there's that classic saying, there's more that unites us than divides us. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about transcribing for the quartet. So some of the pieces that you play aren't necessarily written for quartet, but uh, you, you transcribe. So what's the approach there? How does it work for a string quartet? Does one person take the lead or is it more of a collaborative effort? It's also nice to talk about the reason why we do it, because it brings us so much more uh, context to the string quartet repertoire, because music didn't start with Haydn. And uh, it's so nice to feel the, the history before the first string quartet. I think when we, when we transcribe, it can take different routes to one uh, particular transcription. I think in, uh, in the beginning of our quartet, I more or less took the lead in, let's see where, what we can do when transcribing. But it, over the years, it got more and more into uh, a cooperative project. So uh, there's always one, usually me, because I like uh, computers, <laughs> first putting the notes into a program or uh, so to have something to work with, mm. something to sculpt more or less, actually. Yeah. And then I, we, I bring it to the rehearsal and then we all four can add to that. As with actually when we rehearse a Beethoven string quartet, all four of us can say, I like it like this, let's, let's try it like this. and then with the arrangement, so it, so it becomes a, a collaborative project just as our interpretation of originally written repertoire. Mm -hmm. So again, it's another example of bringing your own individual voices to the table to create, we can use that word again, eclectic repertoire. 
I think that's the theme of this podcast is the word eclectic. Yeah, I think if you if you're in if you're in a in a classical music tradition, eclectic is always so much around the corner. I mean, Beethoven, if we is of course the pinnacle of classical music, is the first one to gather all kinds of music within one genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean you could say that Beethoven's sort of in a class of his own, really, because he mm-hmm. revolutionized just the form the style of mm-hmm. so many different genres of music. Yeah, as you say, eclecticism, what a word, eclecticism mm-hmm. is never far away. That's quite important for people to remember. Marlene and David, thank you for sharing your thoughts on eclectic repertoire, eclectic voices and collaboration. And we look forward to hearing more about your new album, What Remains. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That was Marlene and David from the Dudok Quartet. The quartet's album What Remains is out now on Rubicon and right now you're hearing a movement from their eponymous work What Remains. Don't forget to check out thestrad.com where you'll find the latest news, articles and reviews on all things to do with string playing. And if you like what you see and hear, register and subscribe to access exclusive archival content from 2010 onward. We've got 50% off an online subscription for students. And if you're not sure you're ready to subscribe, take out a free trial for seven days, start reading right away with no strings attached. And if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts right now, give us a little review or rating. It will help other people discover this podcast. Thanks for listening and tune in again soon for another episode. Take good care. Bye.